The Service Evolution Podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. Welcome to Service Evolution, America's premier destination for service industry leaders. We deliver the advice and insight you need to get ahead in your career, learn new skills, and succeed in the competitive world of service. Our podcast features experts from across the country who provide their valuable insight on topics such as branding, strategy building, and customer service. Whether you're just starting out or looking for ways to take your company to the next level, join us and discover how to make a positive impact today. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at Service Evolution. Back for another amazing episode with my good friend, Jim Robinson. What's up, Jim? What are we doing? Let's get this thing going. <laughs> Let's build it. Let's knock it out of the park. Let's deliver some bombs today. Value we are going bombs. to be doing some value bombs today. Actually, we're going to have a great topic today because we're talking about really we're kind of future casting here. You know, I'm talking about navigating 2024 uh, and and customer service and leadership trends. These are things that I think we're both seeing in the marketplace that definitely need to be discussed. And uh, I would love to get your feedback on some of these so we can hop into it. We've got a lot in store today. We're going to be dissecting how AI is transforming customer service roles, uh, navigating challenges for remote work, unraveling uh, you know, customer service in, in, in an omni-channel environment, and then really understanding how that all wraps together as leaders. Some great thoughts. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be good stuff, man. Let's get going here. Okay, so let, let's kick things off with AI. I know it's a favorite topic of yours. Love this. <laughs> Love the topic. It is. I know. It's, of course, it goes to my heart. We had a long conversation about this earlier today, but I really want to talk about AI and, and automation and revolutionizing customer service and what that looks like. So for you, how do you foresee AI impacting the role of, I guess, humans in customer service? Uh, speed. Speed is going to be a, a key because data will be more readily available and the data will be more vast. Instead of singular individual contributing to the content or the data of the discussion, AI will be contributing vast resources of data for the discussion. And there will be multiple, three people, but you'll have a discussion of thousands of content, you know, and so it, it's going to speed the process. It's going to create way different delivery options. There's a tremendous impact that we're about to experience through AI. There is a fear that people are going to lose their jobs. Anytime something new happens in the marketplace, you're going to lose your job. Everyone's going to lose their jobs. I think that's not necessarily not true, but I think there's new jobs to get created. I don't know. What's your What's your thought on that? Everything comes from faith or fear. Faith, you believe it's going to happen, or fear, you believe all hell is going to break loose and the world's going to end. You get to choose one of those, but I'd say you have to go in faith. You got to believe that things are going to be okay, that we're all going to learn something new. We're going to find new ways to look at things, not from a fear-based 
we're looking at you know California with uh, raising rates in the in the food service business, and they're doing a lot of automation. They they've announced some cuts. They've announced some store closures as a result of some of the new forced uh, forced behaviors, forced uh, pay, and so on. And so some of this stuff will go by the wayside, but with everything that goes away, there's something else always created. So, you know, something as minor as losing a couple of jobs, it's going to create 50 on the other end of this. So, yes, it may cost some jobs, but we'll see um, a net gain. Uh, and I think we'll see that sooner than later. So the folks that are fearing losing a job, get retrained, get another job. But I think it's going to multiply. I think it'll multiply as it typically does. I mean, as things get attraction, we'll see it get bigger. Have a guilty pleasure uh, eating at Carl's Jr. once in a while. <laughs> and so I went through Carl's Jr. a couple of weeks ago here in Santee. And it was the most inviting person ever to take me to order. And there was a point I'm like, this is almost perfect. This is too good. I was like, man, this, that was great. Super articulate, very clear, very human, very human. And I got to the front and the guy, oh, what's up, dude? Here you go. Here's your order. I'm like, okay, you are not the same person. <laughs> and I asked him, I'm like, are you guys using AI? For your order taking, he goes, yeah, it's the best thing ever, man. Like, I totally don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> I totally <laughs> don't like, have okay. to. It was Spicoli. I totally don't have to. Spicoli. Yeah. I do. It sounded <laughs> just like Spicoli. It looked like Spicoli, yeah. actually. Yeah, he was a good dude. I, it was really funny, though. I'm like, man, that's really interesting. Honestly, it was one of the best experiences I've had in a drive-thru. So there's that. Like, that's. That's interesting. I don't think it replaces anyone's job in that point. It made it very pleasant for me getting an order, and uh, it got the order perfect. So we'll see. I don't know. I know McDonald's has fully automated locations now. Mm. I don't know how many, but they're they have fully fully automated locations. No people. Wow. So I don't frequent those places. We'll see so I'm not familiar with how that works. No. So I do remember, you know, not so many years ago, they everybody they're gonna lose jobs, because they, they were outsourcing, and it was India, Taiwan, Philippines. They were actually answering right. and you know giving you something over the microphone, and I'm like, that's brilliant. Why not? Why not share that opportunity and grow it global exponentially? Why not be global? And so now, if it's AI, I mean, that's just a different thing. But somebody's having to put that together through AI. Somebody's having to contribute. Somebody's, somebody's doing something and have created multiple jobs in, in the in the fact that they're now going to produce more orders. It's going to streamline. It seems like that would be a benefit. I would argue probably a higher paying job, although you never know these days. <laughs> in California, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah. One of the concerns that people have, and we talked about this, is the AI implementation, if it's going to enhance or if it's going to diminish customer the customer experience. Um, what do you think is the best way for a business to ensure that it does enhance it and doesn't, as opposed to take away from a customer service? Uh, it just You got to know your customer. You know your customer AI. You can tweak it to serve that customer in the in the fashion and form in which you want the taco to come out on the other end or the burger to come out on the other end. 
one of the burger places recently, I seen a post that they're fully automated. They have a, the first one built. It's a fully automated burger giant. And uh, I think it, I forget the brand, but uh, fully automated. So they're using AI, obviously, to, to fix a burger, prepare the burger, ship it out on the end and hand it over to the counter for you to pick it up. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they're using a mobile app to be able to create that. You can do it while you're sitting at the red light. Don't text and drive, by the way. But you can <laughs> fill out your mobile app, order your burger. It's going to be fully automated. Probably less uh, errors, uh, unless the machine fails, but less errors in your meal and prepared. And I think there's tremendous opportunity there. But know your client base. You got to know your client base because that's who you're. That's why you go to work. I think it's going to give way to whole new meanings when it comes to like ghost kitchens. Um, are you you familiar with Mr. Beast? Mr. What? So Mr. Beast is Mr. Beast. No. So Mr. Beast is an entrepreneur. He's a YouTube uh, phenomena. He is a multi-billionaire. I think if they billionaire at this point, um, and he he gives so much money away back to people. Now he has probably I don't know half a dozen or a dozen brands now, and one of them includes Mr. Beast Burgers. Not one physical location though; it's all ghost kitchens. So you you order it and they deliver it to you, right? So to me, that this is going to bring interesting. It's going to bring uh, new uh, options for ghost kitchens where they have a facility. If you're an owner of an AI facility that makes burgers, why not have 10 ghost kitchens running out of that one burger place? And they just deliver food. Maybe you do it at your own kitchen at your house and you're being able to have your ghost <laughs> kitchen there and you whip up that beast burger. You please, you need to talk to my kids, please. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, the I beast, swear, uh, they order from 7-Eleven. the beast chicken nuggets, maybe. <laughs> That's it, the beast chicken nuggets. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. A lot of these changes uh, over the last two years, you know, really um, created huge changes in culture. Uh, and one of those included work from home. Oh, and we've talked about this. Love this topic. We've talked about this. I think it continues to be a subject out there. Um, more, I think, of a want now than uh, than is freely given. It used to be, yeah, yeah, work from home. Now work go hybrid. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. How do you think? Uh, how have you seen service companies? reevaluate career paths and, and work conditions uh, in light of work from home shifts or have you? Well, work from home has been around forever, you know, and then COVID showed up yeah. and then people desired to have that because they were trying to, you know, be free of the risks of getting COVID. And then it wasn't so much COVID this year. Now it's they're looking for that freedom, uh, work from home. And what that means is, is it high productivity, less productivity, you could probably gamble either way on that. But work from home has been around forever. It's not going away. Uh, if it's appropriate to work from, have a home, home office, then that should be the case. I've seen many of our uh, client base, they work from home, they home office. They've been very successful in doing so. Um, are they working eight or 10 hours a day? No. Uh, do they need to work eight or 10 hours a day? If I were the owner, 
I would have a different opinion about that, but what does society actually need? What does your customer need? And are those needs being met? Then I would say there's a there's a valid reason to have work from home. Uh, they're getting eight hours or 10 hours of pay for the four or five hours that they actually work and perform. Uh, as long as the needs being met and the criteria is defined, work from home, I don't have any heartburn with it. We yeah. work in multiple states. We are remote yeah. work for the most part. We do have offices. We have people in those offices. But for the most part, we have a lot of people out in the field that never come into an office. Uh, so we, for 38 years, have had you know similar model. We are remote work, um, and we've been very successful with that. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I know a lot of uh, businesses are like, we're putting our foot down. We're going back to the office. Well, they have these long-term leases. They got to fill the seats in the in the in, in the building to justify having the damn lease. So it's, it'll be interesting <laughs> how we see this unfold. But work from home, I, I think, is a is a very reasonable thing. Just define the criteria. What are the expectations? And then don't put a timeline on it. You have to say, here's the criteria. Here's what has to be accomplished. You figure out how to get it done. And if they work two hours or ten hours. That's on them to get that figured out. Just make sure it's crystal, crystal clear in before you set that up. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a challenge for some companies who don't. Clarity is going to be key, right? In any company, we always talk about clarity being a, a major issue. Um, when you're looking at the service industry, especially for companies like us that are regional and multiple states and have technicians and employees all over the place, what do you think are some of the key strategies to kind of help maintain cohesion? I mean, in the company culture, we've talked about this a little bit, but if it's predominantly work, a remote work, how do you keep that culture together? So we've shifted that a little bit for 24. We've put on our target to, to reconvene, to connect, to actually be face-to-face. -face. We know this type of conversation on a screen has about a seven or eight or ten percent uh, of value in in our communication. Body language is thirty forty percent. So you need to be there. You need to be able to feel you know and see somebody communicating with you. It's like me always using my hands. I'm always speaking with my hands. It, it's so critical. There's some connection, right? So we can get to that 50 or 60% communication level. So there's some connections face-to-face. -face. So for 24, we've we've changed it up. We're having different team building opportunities, quarterly uh, offsites. We fly people in. We did this starting in December. We've, we flew everybody to San Diego. We spent time together in an offsite, did some strategic planning. We did some goal setting. We did some team building events. Uh, so for us to have that uh, connection again, we definitely are going to be reconvening, meet together. That's important for us. Our model is that. Uh, that's what it has been. We're going to keep doing those things because we, we see it as a genuine, authentic thing that impacts the lives of the folks that are participating. I have to agree. I really enjoyed having the team at that event. Yeah. It was very cool. You get to give hugs and see people and it, it, it makes such a an impact. Yeah, it was, it was a very impactful uh, day. We had a great time doing that. And even in my circles, I got a I got a group of coaches that I get to hang out with every other week and they're all business owners and coaches as well. 
And those folks are all in unison. Everybody in my circle right now, I have 11 of us, they're all doing the same thing, even though they're remote. Some, some of the, one of the groups have folks out of Canada and they still reconvene quarterly. Uh, so there's some connection time. But other than that, they, they work from home, they do their thing. Uh, they happen to be in computer and tech type business, but everybody, at least in my circles, they're they're reconnecting. They're having FaceTime one one on one together at some place, a park, a restaurant, a hotel, something. They're reconnecting. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I get to uh, I have a great opportunity here to travel, and you know, last uh, year or so hasn't been. Um, that greatly accessible, but so now we're starting to travel again, going to Arizona uh, a week ago and get to see Maria in person. She gives me a big old hug. And I was like, man, she's the coolest HR person I've ever met in my life. And it's just, it's that connection that you don't get uh, that I think is, you can't replace it. Just to be honest. Uh, I, I like the fact that we are going that way. And I feel like, there's a demand for people who want to work from home, but man, I honestly think they're missing all, a lot, but that's different. I'm a connection person, right? We talked about this. I'm a relational leader. Those people, some of them aren't, they don't like people. <laughs> that know? was one of our topics so, at our offsite in December was, you know, are you relational? Are you results oriented? Or are you strictly visionary? Or are you always just painting the picture? It's really important to recognize what your true authentic behaviors are, because if you're just an execution person, if you just want to execute and drive results, sitting in a home office, that's a great place for you because you're just going to drive results because there's less disturbances. If you're relational and you get deprived of the relational opportunity, you're going to feel deprived, you're going to feel defeated because executing and results isn't your top priority. It's the one that you got to work on. The rest of it yeah. has to have the connection. So if you're relational, you got to make sure you have that time. You got to have that. You got to have that hug. You got to have that high five in the hallway. You got to be able to, you know, meet in person. And body language is a big deal. You got to be able to read body language, and you can't do that on a screen. It has to be in person. No, and I'm, I'm. It's one of those things. I lean in hard as a skill, and so meeting in person for me is the ultimate way to get things done. Because of, because of that skill set. So, yeah. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember, call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they're a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today, 858-454-7326. Or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Um, but we were talking about, and as a company, we were, we were talking a lot about customer support this year. Like it's a, it's a big trend. It's a big topic for us. 
Um, I really want to move into transition to talk about that. And, and, and I want to focus on like the growing need for real time customer support. And that's something we're very passionate about right now. Considering the, the demand for real time support, what do you think is, I don't know, what's the best approach for this to make the most effective, uh, in meetings, uh, and, and to meet customer expectations? Well, you know, for years we've talked about internally because we're in the fix-it business, right? We we solve problems mm-hmm. and they never call and say, geez, my toilet blew up. Could you guys be here in 2025? That is yeah, how no. it works. We're in a business in 38 years of high demand is really, it's always been the speed and performance, always has been the speed of performance. And a few years ago, we started getting in these bigger leadership circles and the leaders started saying, if, if speed is your only focus, you're going to lose. I'm like, you haven't seen our business. And it, <laughs> it, it, it was really, uh, it was uh, kind of mind eye-opening to hear other leaders talk about that. Leadership is really the power of influence, clarity in the communication, and then sense of urgency. You got to have all of those. It isn't just influence. There's a culmination of things that are critical to the leadership side. Serving your customer is first and foremost today more than ever. It's about speed. You got to know what you're talking about. So clarity in the communication, influencing the conversation as to which way it's going to go and when and then execute mm-hmm. on that. That sense of urgency is going higher and higher. You know, internally, we're, we're doing that with our teams. We're infusing that sense of urgency across the board. We're not saying we get to talk about it next week. We're talking about it today. We're going to resolve it right now. Any errors, same day. Any challenges, same day. It's that sense of urgency that will drive a massive result and a change for the customer and it all ultimately makes the individual delivering it a much better customer for where they buy at. I always say I've been in this business forever, serving other people that when I become the customer, frequently I am, I'm really a good customer. I'm patient, I'm tolerant, as long as they're telling me exactly what they're gonna do and they execute on what they tell me. I had my Ford at a place the other day and they were unbelievable service. They texted me, they emailed me, they kept me involved in what was going on. They said they would be done at 10, they were done at 9.45. Exceptional customer service. And then even at the last minute before I was going to take my truck in for service, they said, we'll come and get it from you. They came and got it, took it in, kept me posted, and then they brought it home. That's customer service, and it was in real time, same day service. There was no no qualms about that. So speed is going to be the key and the focus. We talk about internally doing today what needs to be done mm. in two years. Doing today that means hiring today the level of performer you need in two years. It means deciding today what you need in tech. What you will need in two years, you have to go get that today because it's so journey driven. You have to start focusing today what you're going to need in two years because it's going to take you a while to get it in some cases. So do everything with a sense of urgency. Your customers are going to appreciate it. They won't leave if you do that. But you got to also be accurate and clarity and communication is critical. Gosh, dang, man. There's more ways 
to get service than ever, I think, before. With with, you know, this this like you said, this omni channel, this this, you know, website support, phone support, in-person support, you know, um, and then and beyond AI support, <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of things being implemented. How can a business effectively gather and utilize all that data that's collected in that process to improve their their strategy? That's crazy. There's a huge amount of data that needs to be collected now. Yeah, the, developing partnerships with your providers for one, you know, if you're the buyer, as the example, and you have, you know, Joe Smo's services, it's really, really going to benefit you if you stay the course and learn together on the journey. And what I mean by that is if there's an error they're the ones that have the year or two years worth of content and memory of that site location, how the how the buyer, the company, how they grew, they remember the journey. For us, we have, you know, a lot of clients that we've had in some cases since the inception, right? Mm-hmm. So thir- 38 years, I still, still do business and communicate with the very first originator. And since then, we do business with C stores that we started with 30 plus years ago. We have coffee houses that we have had for over 20 years, 21 years. There's a lot of data in that time frame that is really important to the partnership and making sure that we stay the course, even in the challenging times. It's being supportive, be corrective, be instant, call it and see it, you know, state it as it is, but correct the behavior, but keep the partnership. There's a tremendous benefit to the buyer when there's longevity. Uh, I, I did a piece yesterday with a group about my own dentist office, 26 years. And in the last two years, I haven't had the same high dental hygienist. They've had a high turnover. They changed their uh, top person. She retired. They hired in a new person, doesn't share the same core values. And because of that, they've had a high turnover. The last person I went to see, she was not that pleasant. And she hands me these safety goggles that I needed to put on for her to do my quarterly teeth cleaning. And I said, I've been here for 26 years. I don't need those goggles. I don't know what that means. She says, you'll either put them on or I won't clean your teeth. I literally (gasps) stood up. I literally stood up. She removed the bib and I left the building. No one has called me. Nobody has talked to me about her actions lack of clarity, lack of communication about the safety goggles to clean my teeth, lack of communication and no follow-up, they lost a 26-year client. I'm going to call Paul. I know him personally. Yeah. I will call Paul and explain what I've been through because I'm confident Paul, the, the dentist, he doesn't know what's happening in his office. This is a very big, prominent uh, very nice office, uh, Southern California, and I can tell you there's a giant problem going on that he's unaware of. But because of the partnership of 26 years, it's worthy of me to speak out to him, one, so he can get back on track with the rest of the business and the rest of the clients because he's probably losing more and he doesn't even know it. 
Mm. It's important to stay the course with the partnership because of the longevity. There's so much content, so much opportunity to share. And I'm one of his biggest raving fans for 25 and a half years. I hope this person is not still there because I won't go back there. And he does have a couple of hygienists. He's got a very large office, very, very, very kind, generous, very caring artist of a dentist. But the staff has lost their way. And so partnership. But that means from top down, there's got to be an open communication. There's got to be clarity in the conversation. There's got to be an instant response to any type of a failure. That's why we say internally, it's now. We're doing it now. If we we made a mistake, we just take ownership of that because it doesn't hurt to say, I own that. It's a reward. It's a learning opportunity. Let's go fix the problem. Let's move on. And that's how we've got to see it. It's going to be more demanding this year, I think, than at any other time. Uh, Me being demanding on my dentist office isn't something new. Um, it's getting more and more assertive. I'm not wearing safety glasses. I've never in 26 years, I don't need those. I'm solid here. And nobody, (laughs) if they would have explained and they could have explained, okay, here's what we're doing. We're adding a safety precaution. I'd have bought in, but there was literally no communication. She was rude. And I ended up not getting my teeth cleaned. I subsequently had to go find another dentist in the interim. So I have my quarterly cleaning and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't negotiate that. That's a, that's what I have to deal with. So anyways, wow. stay, keep the partnership. There's, there's history. There's so much content and opportunity to the partnership. Honestly, it just, it's one of those things that I, I'm bummed just to hear that story uh, for the dentist. Yeah. Cause you know, that's not representative of his company, but that's what happens when you grow that's the challenge of, of leadership is to make sure that everyone else that you bring on is carrying that same culture, uh, same uh, level of customer support, same level of customer service. Yeah. That, and it's difficult. It's not easy. It's very, very difficult. Very difficult. There's a challenge there for sure. And at that level, I mean, even yesterday we we're talking about this. Uh, I was talking to a, a doctor's group, actually. They are... Mm-hmm. Um, chiropractic care that I was speaking with. And in doing so, I I explained to the doctor that the doctor needs to, he gets referrals from another doctor. And I was explaining the doctor needs to connect to the doctor. And he was counting on his team to do this. This is high level buying. The doctor needs to communicate directly to the doctor. That's worthy of your time to do so. I get the doctor's busy, high demand, highly, very costly for him to take time. But the one providing all that is the one you got to connect to. And the one-offs, there needs to be a high level of service. It needs to be right now. There needs to be follow-up. There needs to be closure for the day. And if the doctor has time, then by all means, that is the most powerful because it leaves an emotional connection. Uh, there's there's gain in that because the buyer will become your raving fan and then they're going to they're gonna certainly promote the business. But this doctor group, they they hadn't done that. And I, they said, well, we can't get a hold of the other doctors. You know, every doctor's busy. That's true. But on the on, onboarding phase, you get their cell number. There shouldn't be any objection from one doctor to another. 
that you can call me direct at any time. If I can't take your call and with a patient, I'll call you back. But get the direct hotline. You get the number, you call direct, and that's the same with any owner. You you get to the highest level you can get to because that's the connection that's going to make the biggest impact on the team. That comes with a cost. There's a cost of everything, but there's a cost. There's a cost of everything. The cost is significant. There's a cost if you don't. Yeah. That kind of leads to my question I was having in my head right now is, how do you balance the cost and the resources acquired for real-time support while ensuring high-quality service? Like, that's a fine line. There's a, And there's, like, quite a bit of cost in doing these type of things, both financially and also, you know, not monetary, but time-wise. Yeah. I don't know. It's, how do you do that? Uh, it's difficult to put that price point together really. Um, but I can tell you, if you give exceptional customer service, you don't have to worry about the costs. You do not mm-hmm. have to worry about the the overhead to do the service. If, you, if your folks on your team are performing at the level that you desire and have stipulated, and they do that really well, their cost is easily covered in how well they serve. It's the cost of those individuals when we don't serve at a high level, that becomes the burden versus an asset. They literally become the burden at like, why am I paying $80,000 a year, 60,000, whatever the hell it is. Why am I paying that number and the net gain is significant? It's suffering. We're losing a client. There's you know challenges. That's the only time you pay attention to that. When they serve at a really high level, you don't have to micromanage the dollar figure. It's it's a bonus. It's a surplus. Everybody's benefiting. The buyer benefits mostly. And if they benefit, then you get compensated well. Yeah. You have to go on. I I agree with you. I, I think that obviously there's a real cost to it. But if you focus on that, you, you're focusing on the wrong problem. You're, if you focus on it, it's what you're going to. It's the race car and the rail. You focus on the yeah. rail, you're, you're going to hit the rail. You, you literally got to stay between the rails to win the race. And so get focused on the forward motion, not the rail. We're going to wrap up. I got one thing I want to talk about, which kind of brings all this together for 2024. Uh, which is leadership. This is, you know, primarily one of our, our core topics that we talk about here, customer service, all that AI, that's all amazing. If it doesn't come down to leadership, I don't know what does. I mean, I want to examine what it takes to be an effective leader in today's service industry. And that's always, always changing. I know there's core characteristics, but for you, how do you define effective leadership in today's service industry? Well, you know, leadership's always been about the power of influence. It's getting folks to do what they need to do, even though they may resist it or not want to. It's the ability to influence getting things done that they know that need to be done that they just are resisting. It's literally the influence of casting the vision and saying, here's where we're going, folks. Everybody get on the same bus or the same boat. We're moving in that direction. That's the power of influence. Today, more than ever, part of the leadership is is clarity in the communication. You can mm-hmm. you can influence a lot of things, but unless you're crystal clear in what that communication is going to be, you're going to falter in your influence as well. 
And then the other thing is, is the urgency. Today, because it's going faster and faster, most folks aren't used to that speed. And so from the leadership side, you got to continually have display and act in that high sense of urgency. You guys, you certainly have been around long enough. You've heard me talk about this, but leaders walk faster, talk faster. They all just move faster. And if they're at a sales pace, I can tell you, I would be willing to gamble the $100 bill at, at Vegas that they're they're kind of mentally dis, disheveled. They literally are confused about which way they're going. There's some chaos <laughs> if they're not moving quickly. The, yeah. Internally, they're they got some confusion, and I and I'm not professing psychology on this show. It's literally I can tell you when I watch a leader, if they don't move quick and they're highly organized, I can tell you how disheveled they are in their career. So you got to make sure as a leader that you know all eyes are on you, even when you think they're not, they're still watching. And so the high sense of urgency, move quickly, talk quickly, explain with clarity, and that alone is going to influence their decision to either follow you or to abandon ship. Really, really important. Leadership, influence, clarity and communication, and sense of urgency. Love that. Okay, what are the biggest challenges for leaders in 2024 in the service industry, and how can they become overcome? How can they overcome them this year? You know, I think the the hiring was probably the biggest challenge that we had over 22, 23. The the great escape or the the great resignation, the quiet quitting, all of the you know phrases that social media lit up. If social media would, wouldn't exist or didn't exist, you wouldn't even know these things existed and they didn't exist until social blew them up. I think this year we're going to see an ease in the hiring. I think we're going to start to see that. We're already starting to see it starting to free up a little bit. We've hired three or four, I think, in the last week. Um, and we got a lot more hiring to do. I think our list is 12 or 15 deep right now. And I, mm. I can see that happening over the next three to four weeks. I would say that the conversation in your circles, your teams, your managers, and your leaders is continually having the conversation around sense of urgency, is create that sense of urgency. So you create the meeting, you walk in quick, you deliver quick, high content, get feedback, answer questions, go. It's really important that they're starting to feel that level of urgency because your demand all of our demand, I always hold up my phone when I do this, but our phones have created such a demand. And then COVID, the complexities, society as a whole has really become complex. And you either give them an answer or we move on. It's like me opening a website page. I open, if it doesn't give me content right away, I just delete and I go to the next page. I'm that impatient when I'm surfing. So people in society has done the same thing. So create the sense of urgency, create that with your teams, making sure they're buying in, making sure they're feeling that and making sure they're delivering on that. Sense of urgency is going to be the big key for 24. That is our focus. We uh, termed it customer care and how we're going to enhance customer care. That's our term. That's our phrase for 24. Love it. Great content today. It is a... Uh, an exciting year uh, for all of us. This is going to be an amazing year. I can feel it. Every year, it seems to be a little bit different energy. This year, to me, is uh, there's a lot of energy around change. 
uh, a tremendous, I, I feel like a tremendous wave of change uh, from everywhere. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Like you said, you got to, you got to stick to these fundamentals. We always talk about that. And I think in dealing with all this change coming up, the strong leadership, uh, you know, leaders are going to pop up. We're going to see them. So I'm excited. Thank you, man, for everything today. It was great. Yeah, great, great today. content. I'm excited. For everyone who is listening on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to leave us a comment there. We love those. And uh, hit subscribe. And then if you're watching us on the tube, the YouTube, hit that little bell for notifications so that we have new videos come out. And hit subscribe. That helps us uh, in, a, in a ways you wouldn't even know. If you like in the content, you're enjoying the value bombs from John Robinson. Man, uh, subscribe that way. Uh, YouTube knows that this is the 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 podcast that people need to listen to. Awesome. Tune in, listen up. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. All right, from everyone at Service Evolution, thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.